0: Welcome. It's Café for Tuesday, the sixth day of June. So glad you could join us. We're looking at the letter of Paul to Romans for this coming Sunday, Romans chapter 4, verses 13 to 25. The devotional is called God's Promises Are True. Do you believe that? I certainly do. And I pray this bring a blessing to you. I hope it helps you. And if it challenges you, so be it. Whatever it does, do something about it. I just read a, a hilarious story about a choir presenting some really heavy-duty classical Christian music on live radio. But on that particular Sunday, the conductor was not ready until the baritone was ready, and the baritone was getting his notes ready and everything else. Somebody shouted, get on with it, you old goat. And uh, a couple of days later, the The church got a letter saying that that was the message he had needed to hear because he thought, I've not been doing enough for the Lord. And to hear the radio say, get on with it, you old goat, spoke right to my heart. Well, I pray this speaks to you, heart, whether you're a young goat or an old goat or whatever you are, maybe a wayward sheep. But are you ready to hear God's word? I am. Here it is, verse 13. From Romans chapter 4. That famous promise God gave Abraham, and by the way, this is the message version of the Bible. That famous promise God gave Abraham that he and his children would possess the earth was not given because of something Abraham did or would do. It was based on God's decision to put everything together for him, which Abraham then entered when he believed by faith. Verse 14, If those who get what God gives them only get it by doing everything they are told to do and fulfilling out all the right forms properly signed, that eliminates personal trust completely and turns the promise into an ironclad contract. That's not a holy promise. That's a business deal. A contract drawn up by a hard-nosed lawyer and with plenty of the fine print only makes sure that you will never be able to collect. But, If there is no contract in the first place, simply a promise, and God's promise at that, you can't break it. This is why the fulfillment of God's promise depends entirely on trusting God and His way, and then simply embracing Him and what He does. God's promise arrives as pure gift. That's the only way everyone can be sure to get in on it. Those who keep the religious traditions and those who have never heard of them for Abraham is father of us all. He is not our racial father. That's reading the story backwards. He is our faith father. We call Abraham father, not because he got God's attention by living like a saint, but because God made something out of Abraham when he was a nobody. Isn't that what we've always read in Scripture? God saying to Abraham, I set you up as father of many peoples. Abraham was first named father and then became a father because He dared to trust God to do what only God could do, raise the dead to life, with a word make something out of nothing. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed. Anyway, deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. And so he was made father of a multitude of peoples. God himself said to him, you're going to have a big family, Abraham. Abraham didn't focus on his own impotence and say, It's hopeless this hundred-year-old body could never father a child, nor did he survey Sarah's decades of infertility and give up. He didn't tiptoe around God's promise, asking cautiously skeptical questions. He plunged into the promise and came up strong, ready for God. Sure that God would make good on what he had said. That's why it is said, Abraham was declared fit before God by trusting God to set him right. But it's not just Abraham. It's also us, you and me. The same thing gets said about us when we embrace and believe the one who brought Jesus to life when the conditions were equally hopeless. The sacrifice Jesus made us fit for God set us right before God. This, dear friends, is the word of God. For the people of God, we say, gracias a Dios thanks be to God. Well, a glorious and blessed Tuesday to you, dear friend. Thank you for joining us. My prayer is that the joy of the Lord bless you and strengthen you today and all days. I also pray that this time together with the Lord will bless you with exactly with what you think it is that you need. Here's what I ask. Pray for one another. Pray for those who have asked prayers from you. Look at your church's prayer list, those people who have asked prayer from you. Pray for the needs of the world. Pray for those who feel outside and unloved, And do your part to bring them into the love of Christ Jesus. June 2nd was my dad's birthday. I miss him very much and I love him still. And he was a a man of his word. If he ever promised anything, he would deliver. If he said he would be somewhere, he was there. I thank God that my dad never let me down. My wife is just like that. She is a woman of her word in the very same way. I trust Nellie with my very life and with all things as well. I know she will be there for me if I ever need her, and I do more often than not, and will do what she said she will do. Now, you may have people like that in your life, and I pray you do. And if we could just multiply the promises and deeds for, of those whom we trust— We would only be about a sand pebble away, (laughs) only a sand pebble away from reaching what God's promises are. God's promises are as vast as all the oceans filled with sand throughout the world, and then some. Just think of the beach, as I said, and the vastness of the sand, and you begin to get the beginning of God's faithfulness to us. I love this modern version's interpretation of this. It's not what we do that gets us God's promises. It's who we are, his beloved children. And Abraham, his father of the faith, is called that because he believed. But it was God's love that made that promise come through. Our relationship with God could or should be Just one of love, not a contract of we do this and God will do that. It doesn't work that way. God will do what he has promised because he loves us, because he loves you and he loves me. It comes as a gift, many times an unexpected, wonderful surprise of a gift. And I love seeing some social social media posts of some who will ask money from strangers and surprise those who help with larger amounts. For example, one gentleman will ask for a dollar and those who help him are given a thousand dollars. What has been interesting about those videos are are the ones who help are the ones who seem to truly need that dollar just as much as the other and just to survive. Another man stood outside a grocery store, asked people to feed him with what they had already bought, and it was the the hostility they showed. It was just incredible and unbearable, and the same was repeated at a gas station. Most angrily said, I have what I have because I worked hard. Then when someone helps the man, he gives them money for all their groceries or for their gas. And those (laughs) that wouldn't help him begin to say, where's my money? I need money too. And the whining goes on and on. Now, the passage says Abraham received what he got, not because he was a saint, thank God, but because God made something out of Abraham when he was a nobody. That's in verse 17. I get nothing but joy from reading that, mainly because I'm miles from being a saint. And yet God still loves me, and God is not through working on me, nor is He through working on you. I, like you, am under construction. I live not basing myself thinking I can do this or that, but rather knowing what God can do. Yes, I prepare, I pray, I trust, I read and reread, but yet trust that God will do through me what needs to be done, for that was His promise to me when He first called me into ministry we focus not on what we perceive or our weaknesses, but on God's strength. I love the closing verse of this passage, verses 24 and 25. Let me read those to you. The same thing gets said about us when we embrace and believe the one who brought Jesus to life when the conditions were equally hopeless. The sacrifice Jesus made us fit for God, set right with God. So, dear one, live a life embracing and believing Jesus all the time and stand back for God will do marvelous things in through and for us let's pray come loving God and grant me faith and trust to do what you have asked of me I seek to love you and all of yours in Christ Jesus we pray amen dear friend thank you for joining pass this on to someone have a great blessed day in the Lord here's your call to action embrace Jesus with faith and live a life that invites others to do the same. I love you. I thank God for you. Receive my blessings. Joy and peace. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.